Hey folks, it's Edric with The Big Bold Show and you're in for a treat. We got some great segments to talk to you about today, including a pair of tennis shoes that sold for over half a million dollars. And folks, we're going to the moon soon, so get ready. And last but not least, I bought a lake house and I want to tell you all about it on the next episode of The Big Bold Show. Stay tuned. Welcome back to the Big Bold Show. This is episode three, and folks, I just read a story that someone paid over half a million dollars. That's right, $560,000 for a pair of Air Jordans. Now, what makes these sneakers so important, you ask? Well, the answer is they are basically the beginning. They are the first pair of tennis shoes that Michael Jordan wore in his inaugural, I guess, professional game, based off the stories I'm reading. And um, yeah, somebody bought them at Sotheby's um, at an auction. The buyer's undisclosed and it beat a world record, uh, which was 437,000 that were um, that was spent on a pair of shoes known as the I believe they're called the moonwalks or the moon something. I don't know. But anyways, I cannot figure out for the life of me this whole sneaker game and how that works. But I have a son who does, um, he's really what you would call a sneaker head and I, I don't get it. So Jordan, you have to enlighten me. Why would someone spend more money than what an average house costs for a pair of tennis shoes? Well, you're not really spending money on something that doesn't have, you're basically spending money on history and people like history and they like having something that, like memorabilia. Yeah, that yeah. means something very big in uh, a time period. Okay. Because this is when Jordan and Nike had their first deal. Okay, gotcha. And this is what stiked off the huge brand that everybody knows today as Nike. Yeah, I get that, but we're talking about Michael Jordan, right? So this is something special, right? Michael Jordan is one of a kind, but uh, you know, I notice you, you buy sneakers all the time and you tell me, I, I paid this much for the shoes, but they're worth this much, and I think both prices are outrageous. Uh, what is making people besides Michael Jordan spend absorbent costs for shoes and then be able to flip them, if you will, for a higher price? Because that's not history, really. I, it, correct me if I'm wrong. I, I don't. I don't get it. Uh, something that's mass produced being having such a high value. Well, it depends on the sneaker and how many sneakers have been produced. Okay. And also, it can be revolved around hype, how many people want the shoes. So or, it's trend. Yeah, basically. So is it memorabilia or is it style? Because, you know, people pay tons of money for luxury brands like Versace and, uh, you know, Gucci and that sort of thing. So are we talking style here or are we talking memorabilia collector's items that, you know, intend to go up in value over time? I'm well, hey, Enlighten me. There's a, there could be a number of things because everybody wants shoes for, some, um, for something others want it to collect it some people want it to wear it yeah um it just depends on what people are thinking because some shoes could be the coolest shoes you've ever seen but if not a lot of people want it then it's not going to be that expensive or it's not going to be overhyped yeah so not a lot of people are going to buy it well yeah i guess that makes sense you know and it for these particular uh pair of shoes the one thing about it is i, I understand what autograph mean and these shoes were autographed by michael jordan himself before the Michael Jordan that we know today. And it comes on the heels of his uh, documentary, uh, which did really well, uh, had great reviews. And so I think it was all planned out 
but I, you know, it, it may take some time for me to get it because I'm the type of guy where I, I love tennis shoes. Um, well, I'm not even going to say I love them. I like Jordans because I'm at a point in my life where I can spend a, a few bucks for a pair of shoes, but I don't know how to track like different shoe, uh, different Michael Jordan series, like the Jordan ones and the Jordan, whatever, whatever. I'm just looking at what's on sale and do I like the colors? Uh, but what are your thoughts on it? If you had the money, would you spend over half a million dollars for shoes? We're interested in knowing what your thoughts are. Comment, send us your comments. Let us know. When we come back, we're going to talk about SpaceX and how um, Tesla is going to the moon and what that's going to do to change society as we know it and, and just moon ex or space exploration, if you will, uh, in the private sector. We'll be right back to the Big Bold Show. To the big bold show folks we're going to space and we're going privately get your first class tickets because spacex just had their first successful launch to space and i'm excited about it you know the one thing that is not new is our ex exploration of space what is new is our ability to do it privately and do it well and what makes me so excited about it is all of us know about nasa it's a government funded agency and I'm not saying they don't do a good job, but when you privatize things, a lot of times you get better results at cheaper prices. And I believe that's what SpaceX is going to do. Curious to find out how SpaceX and what their involvement with NASA is going to be and how all that's going to work. Uh, but comparatively, if you would think of the U.S. Postal Service versus FedEx, uh, the same type of industry but one is government funded, a government entity, and one is a private entity. And I don't have to harp on the experience that you would get as a consumer. So here's the question. If you could go to space, you know, for a nominal amount, would you? And if you say yes, but you're afraid to fly in an airplane, your vote doesn't count. I'm excited to hear about what you guys have to say. Please leave us your comments. Please uh, tell us what your thoughts are about space, space exploration and what we should do when we get there. And we're back to the big, bold show folks. I bought a house. Um, those of you who have been watching us on YouTube know that I bought a lake house almost a, a year ago. And we finally moved in and it's exciting. It's a house on the lake and we call it the round house because it is, it's circular. It's an octagon shaped house um, and it's spectacular. I didn't fall in love with it at first sight, but I fell in love with it after dating it for over a year. And by dating it, I mean writing a lot of checks to get it back in shape uh, and return it to its former glory, if not make it better. The things that I love about it are the phenomenal views of the lake. And we also uh, inherited an in-ground pool that we renovated, put a new liner in it, and we've been enjoying it all summer. So anyways, why am I talking about this lake house? The topic of real estate in this 
episode, I want to talk to you about buying your dream and, and how to accomplish that. I get a lot of clients that have a dream home and they're first time buyers and they want to buy their dream home. So just to give you some insight, this is probably house number, I don't know, 10. Uh, I've purchased about three that we've lived in personally and quite a few uh, investment properties. And that's what I recommend you do. I recommend that you buy below your means until you can buy your dream home. Um, and those other homes will pay the equity from those homes will pay for um, your dream home. And the other piece of advice I would give is don't allow your dream to match what everybody else thinks a dream is. Uh, our house is really unique. It's it's an awkward shape. It's an octagon. It was probably the, the eyesore of the neighborhood um, until we got to renovate it. And the ability to be able to give it some character and make it our own is part of what has made it a dream. So I encourage you to have that dream, but definitely don't fall for the mistake of everything has to be perfect on the first house. The most important thing is that you buy something that has residual value, is going to go up in value, and is going to provide the opportunity that you need to actually be able to buy that dream home one day. So I hope this is helpful for you uh, as you look um, and, and start to enter the market Definitely look based off of a long-term uh, perspective and uh, make the decision right because sometimes you don't get a second chance. Anyways, hope you've enjoyed this episode. Please subscribe. Please continue to listen to the show. We would love your comments and feedback. Let us know what you want us to talk about. And until next time, be bold. We'll see you next time.